Hi, this is Sean Williams. I am the co-founder of Gideon Media and the writer of the show Omelem. And I want to talk to you for a minute about Christmas. This is, roughly speaking, our Christmas episode, so I wanted to say a word or two of introduction about it. My parents were both musicians. My dad was a conductor. My mom was a composer. She wrote everything from songs for kids through full orchestral symphonic pieces that were played all over Europe. And the one thing that I knew growing up was that Christmas was, in addition to being a time for family and a time for joy and a time for decorations and trees and baked goods, that it was really a time to work. And from when I was in my mid-teens all the way through, Christmas has always reminded me that there is a time for performers. There is a time for actors and singers and musicians. Christmas had an aspect to it that was about work. And my mom loved to work. Uh, writing music for her was a real joy. And when her mother, my grandmother, died, she left my mom a small chunk of money and my mom used it to write and record a Christmas pageant. Now, it's not surprising that when you listen to my mom's Christmas story, it's all about the work. It's about how hard it must have been to deliver a child in the first century. And the fact that every step of the way, the religiosity, the Christianity was there in the generosity of the people around them. It was there in the fortitude of the characters to survive this journey, to survive this ordeal. My mom was raised in the Mormon church, and uh, although she did do us the great good favor of not raising us in the Mormon church, we were raised in the Christian tradition. My mom taught us that for us, for our family, Christianity was not about rules. It was not about who we should love and who we should exclude. Christianity was about the work. She never wanted to be a good Mormon or a good Christian. She always said that she wanted to follow the examples of the wisest among us, the best among us, the most moral among us. My mom turns 91 this December, and this show would not exist if it weren't for the gifts that she gave me. So this is Amalem, episode four, including the Christmas story, dedicated to my mom, Linda Worsley. John the Baptist is dead. Oh, 
you gotta be absolutely fucking kidding me! Herod. Really? You think so? Just does. Was it King Herod that killed John? Amazing. Who could have ever guessed? In reality, it was on the request of the Queen, but... Uh, but he always spoke so highly of her. They cut off his head. Well, they might as well have. It was his least useful feature. What... What do we do? What should we do? Yeah, that's... That's an excellent question. We have 2,000 Jews at the river and Passover's in a month. We should find out if some devil has arranged this. It is Salome. May I enter? This is why they say not to speak of devils. Please let her in. Just as I bear terrible news. John the Baptist is dead. Oh no. No, no, no. I'm very sorry. He can't be dead. He can't be. I know he was an old friend to you. We were boys together. He, he was one of my first friends. Yes. How could this have happened? It was King Herod. No! How could God allow this to happen? Isaiah 45, 15. Yeah, truly, O God of Israel, you work in mysterious ways. Yes. Psalm 44, 24. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? Yeah, we could do this all day. Psalm 39, 4. <laughs> oh Lord, let me understand my mortality and the brevity of life. Let me realize how quickly my life will pass. Well done. Yeah, John was the man for the Torah. You do all right. You will need more time to mourn the man. Eh, we should probably at least talk about what to do next. Salome is right. We need to take the time to... Justos, may I enter your home? Fuck! Just us, my friend, give me your Magdalena, hand. you should know. Just us, I have the worst news. You need to sit down. Mary. I'm sorry, Salome, give me a moment. Just us, I hate to be the one... Oh, you already know. John the Baptist is dead. <sighs> Such a tragedy. It, not, not as bad as it could have been. At least we moved our money to the right numbers. <laughs> no, he was a Jew, and he was murdered. He was one man. Hillel the Elder says whoever destroys a soul, it is considered as if he destroyed the entire world. What the fuck is it with you people? Are we back in shul? Can we drop the word for a minute and figure out what the hell we're going to do? John had 2,000 Jews at the river. Three. Three? Three now. 3,000 baptized and more coming every day. More coming this morning, more coming this afternoon, more coming tonight. More tomorrow. And all of them are waiting for John the Baptist. And all of them call Herod their king. What do we tell them? 3,000 true believers, zealots, who would march if John said to march, and they'll all soon know that Herod murdered him. Where will they march now? They will march with Jesus. How? My dear man, we have all the tools we need right here. We have coin from the family Magdalena. We have Iron Will from Salome. We have the perfect spy bird in Omelem. We have everything we need to implement your idea, just us, as soon as you tell us what it is. Oh, so now this is on me. You, you want to hear my idea, so I'll be the one to blame when this all goes ass up. That was always the plan. Well, I don't have the first idea what we should do. I need some time they to- They cut off his head! Do none of you care? Of, co of course. 
We care, of course we do. No, we don't. I mean, not a lot, but... Yes, we do. He was a son of Israel, a son of Abraham. His life and death are written in the book, and he will be honored. Jesus' mother. What? None of you care. He started this revolution, and none of you care that he's dead. Amalin, wait. I knew Yahya when he was a kid. I knew his mom. But, but you're saying we mourn the son of Abraham. Right, of course. Jesus' mother. Is, is she a loon, like they say? Who says that? She is magnificent. She is magnificent. I want to meet her. You can meet with Jesus. I won't have you meeting with Mary. I don't need to meet with Jesus. The less I know about him, the better. You are a whoremonger and a slave trader. You run numbers. You deal in confidences. You don't deserve to wash Mary's feet. No, he's right, Salome. He's right. It's Mary. Mary is the mother. He will not meet with Mary. Please, j just listen to me, Salome, please. Jesus can't be the son of Abraham. The sons of Abraham are being crucified in packs. Golgotha looks like a rotting forest some days. We're running out of trees for the crosses. He won't be the child of Israel. The children of the Israel- The children of Israel are in bondage. We don't need a child of Israel. We need the son of Mary. <sighs> we'll make it so. Distos, talk to Omelem. Salome. Remember what I said. Don't blaspheme in front of Mary. Poison your own heart, but don't put evil where she can hear it. I'll be as cool as a stone. my heart. It just breaks my heart. I know. There's no more to be said. This can't have happened. What do we do now? There is nothing to do. Nothing to say. Hey. Hey. Can we, uh... Sure. So, I thought he was the Messiah. Then they killed him. I know. She asked for his head. She decided how she wanted him to die, and they did it. They didn't throw a rock at him. They didn't chase him into a hole. They didn't poison his food. I know. They took off his head. Several men did this. They had a plan. They acted slowly. They acted soberly. Several men had to hold him somewhere while several other men took off his head. Each of those men... Each of them did it. Each of them. Herod did it. The queen did it. Each of the Romans did it. Their names will go in the book. I'm sorry, Justus, but don't say that to me. Omelon. Don't say that to me. There is no book for you. There is no book. All right. For you, they will cut off John's head, and then tonight they will have supper. 
Tomorrow they might play your numbers or visit your whorehouse. The day after that they will hug their children. The days will stretch on, and when they die... What? Nothing. Yes. For you. Nothing. You think there will be nothing. They will murder John, then hug their children, then grow old with their wives, and then die, and nothing will happen for them. There is no book for you. But you say there is a book, so... This is what you don't understand. These men that took his head, if there is a book, then tomorrow they could repent. Tomorrow they could be baptized, like you said. Tomorrow they could be forgiven. They could just be walking down a road and then decide to ask for forgiveness, change their name and their family, and then the book would record that. This is why we have to fight for our land now, so we can write the book our way. But you know there's no book. That's why you don't care. I'm not, look, maybe there is a book. You know that there is no book. I don't know that there is no book. I simply have never seen the book. Oh, stop. Just stop. You talk so much I spend half my time hearing your fucking voice in my head and arguing with it. You know there is no book. I... Sorry, there is a... I don't know. There is no book. Oh, poor thing. I loved him. That was probably a mistake. Okay. God, don't make me have to be this guy. What do you mean? I'm no good at being this guy. We need to find some other guy to do this part. What part? It wasn't a mistake to love him. It wasn't. He's dead. He's just one more person I've lost. Uh, you can't do this. All right, just stop. Look at the river. Look at all those people. They're here because of what you did. They're here because you love John and you brought him to me and we brought him to the people. Just stop it, all right? You can't tell me to stop feeling this way. Okay. Mm. Okay. Feel this way for today. Take a day. Feel this way and then stop it. This is gonna work out, you'll see. So help me God, just us. If you start telling me to have faith that this will all work out somehow. Oh, just because I don't have any faith, that means you shouldn't? You really think you should be more like me? John dies and you feel no pain at all. I would rather be like that. That's not what this is. <laughs> if you're outside and hear a bird sing and I'm inside and don't hear it. Are you, are you saying we should debate whether or not the goddamn bird is making noise? No, but you're not saying there's no such thing as birds. Oh, this is impossible. You can't look to me to make this better. All this talk of the book and God and all the rest of it, just be better than me. You can be better at all of this than I am, especially if you don't fall into the same cynical shit that I've fallen into. If I could believe in the stuff I'm saying, I'd be a hundred times better at all of this at my whole life. Okay. You want to know if there's a book? You want to know if those soldiers' names will be written in the book? I don't know. I don't. But I can tell you this. 
They will be in the book that we're writing. Me and you. And that'll be one you can put in your hands. Okay. That'll be a book people actually read. Okay, just ask God. I said okay. <laughs> just give me a day. Of course. It's one day. Three thousand people. Three thousand people. That's a fucking lot of people. If it turns out she's crazy, I will figure out another way. She isn't crazy. I will need some help. If she says something crazy, you've got to help me. She isn't crazy. Just us and Magdalena. Such an honor. Adelaide, how goes the Roman trade, my friend? <laughs> Just us. We don't need to talk business in front of the Magdalena. Surely she has loftier things to think about. <laughs> I do try to let the world of coin leave my mind. Mm. Let the men talk of that, I say. Yes, let your mind stay on God. And our people. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, I was sorry to hear about Yaya just us. John. What? Oh. <laughs> yes, apologies, of course. John. His death was in the service of the thing he loved most. Pissing off the queen. <laughs> funny, that's funny, Adeline. Thank you. That is funny. Uh, let me ask you. Did you see John? Of course, did I? Just us, we've known each other since we were boys. Did you see John at the river? Adlai, were you baptized? Was I, what? Were you baptized? <laughs> well, that's, uh, I, I know many of us are. Now, is it not Jesus who will? Of course, and Jesus was baptized. By John. Yes, by John. Adlai, were you baptized? I... This is a question that... <laughs> I feel like my relationship to God is a... It, it should be between me and... You know that I've always wanted our freedom that I... This is a personal question. Amelin, were you baptized by John? Yes. Magdalena? Yes. You there, boy, did you visit the river? Were you baptized by John? Yes. You, Hulda, I thought I saw you at the river. Yes, I went. I was baptized by John. I was baptized with joy. So, Adlai? Just ask, come on. Yaya has... Just been John. Yes, uh, yes, of course. He's just been. Adelaide, you've always been a rat digging in shit. Just us. Apologies, Magdalena, but Adelaide, you have always been a rat swimming in the toilets, looking for whatever you can find in the waste. While the rest of Jerusalem is building a new world, or at least lying in the river. 
to wash the filth off of them. You hold up seeds and corn that have already been through a person. And you say, I'm the richest rat in Jerusalem. And the rest of us just wonder why you are covered in shit. You cannot speak to me this way. Magdalena, tell him he cannot speak to me this way in public. The people are laughing. Oh, well, I have no head for business, Adlai. It is not for me to say. Of course, of course. <laughs> Justas, you have such a way with words. <laughs> Justas is our greatest wordsmith. <laughs> Thank you. And anytime the people laugh is good, it's good. <laughs> Uh, I'll be on my way. I, I have, I, I will, will. Magdalena, it, it is always such an honor. The honor is mine. Just us. May God guide you to your reward. And you, my friend. And what of your baptism, Just us? Stop. I don't matter in this. The people need to know that baptism is mandatory. I fear you may have made an enemy. I didn't make an enemy, I revealed one. He's worse than a Roman. Nevertheless. Besides, what is an enemy anyway? It's just someone who doesn't want to follow where you lead. An enemy isn't an enemy, it's just a man who needs to be pruned or pushed back in line. I wasn't much more than a baby myself. My father spoke to my husband and they arranged it when I was 13. I think I was 13. Many of my friends were being promised and Joseph was much older than I was. I thought he was ancient. <laughs> but of course, I'm older now than he was then. And I am not that old. We hadn't yet married. Joseph had to make chairs. He was to be gone for almost a year to make chairs for the market men. So Joseph went to Jerusalem. He came here to make chairs, and I stayed in Nazareth. You stayed with your family? Well, yes. I stayed with my new family with Joseph's family, but not my old family. I had been promised, so I stayed with them. In Nazareth? Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That summer, I slept outside in the garden. It was a terribly hot summer, and the air inside the house wouldn't move. A candle flame would drift up the length of two hands from the wick without flickering. And I couldn't stand it inside. I would wear as little as I could and drench the nightclothes with my sweat. So I slept outside in the garden. What did you use for a bed? I slept in the garden. I slept on the soil. You just us. Uh, uh, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Go on. I used to hear my husband's father and mother moving around at night, and I could see the stars spraying about in the sky, and I would drift between dream 
and waking. Dream and waking. The same way I do now, sometimes, but so much more. As a child, that drifting is so much more. Hmm, yes. Gabriel came to me that summer and told me he had a message for me. He said... Wait, uh, who is Gabriel? The angel Gabriel. The angel Gabriel? Yes. Gabriel, the angel... Just us. She clarified that. It was the angel Gabriel. I'm sorry. Mary, please go on. Gabriel visited me several times. He liked that I slept in the garden. He liked the soil. He said that I was most highly favored in God's eyes. I remember him saying that because I didn't understand it, the words. Mary, you are most highly favored in God's eyes. I didn't understand it. And did this angel, Gabriel, uh, did, did he do anything to you? He spoke to me, and when I didn't understand him, he led me to understanding. Can, can you, uh, trying to figure out how to ask you this, uh, how did he lead you to understanding? He said the same thing again and again until God let me understand it. He said, you are most highly favored in God's eyes. And he pushed that idea into me so that the parts of my mind that were cluttered began to push away and out until the mess in my mind was made clean and this one idea pushed further and further into my heart until suddenly my heart shattered like glass and came back together again in an instant before shattering and repairing again and again. I lay in the soil in my husband's father's garden looking up at Gabriel and I... I thought I knew what it meant. I was God's most highly favored and I would bring his son into the world. Right, I, yes, I, I think I got it. When Joseph came home, he was so kind with me. I was already carrying the Son of God. I was already carrying Jesus. I remember he sat with me and asked me how this had happened, and I told him the story. And as I told him, I watched how his face moved, how it shifted and swam. It was like watching the stars spin in the sky when I slept in the garden. He went into the house and sat alone for some time. And then he came out. And he sat by me. He had shimmering eyes, and he held me and said, If you tell me you are carrying the Son of God, then the Son of God he is. 
I had known the love of my family. I had known the love of his family, and I had even known the infinite glory of God's love, but I had never experienced love like that. And I thought, maybe I am most highly favored in God's eyes, for he gave me Joseph. Okay. Mary, I need you to focus. Now we need to talk about the birth. Yes. Yes. There was a census. Which one? There have been more. I thought there was just the one. 3755. Right. And we had to travel. Joseph had been born before his family moved to Nazareth, and we had to travel for weeks to get where he was born. Where did you go? I don't remember. Bethlehem. Yes. Yes? It, I don't remember. It was Bethlehem. Micah. Yes. Yes. Bethlehem. I was so heavy. I couldn't walk. I couldn't ride the donkey. I was so tired. We thought it would be ten days. It was more. It was weeks. Maybe it was years. I couldn't walk, and all we had was the donkey and the road. I wanted to lie down. I remember this feeling, this needing to lie down there on the road. Um, on the first day, I couldn't imagine the second. On the second day, the third was impossible. I looked at the dry road, and I saw the cool, moist garden where I'd slept the summer before. The road became the garden, and I was consumed with desire. This desire for sleep. And Joseph saw me and knew I was suffering. So on the third day, he told me a story. It was long and funny about an orchard. Then <laughs> the next day, he told me stories, and the next, and the next, over and over. He told me stories from the Torah. He told me stories from his mother. He told me one story, and I knew it. <laughs> My mother had told me. And we started to laugh. And it was ten days and twelve days. He helped me on the donkey and then helped me back down. And all the while, he told me stories that made me laugh and forget the walking. This is crazy. We're nowhere with this. Stop. Mary, please, go on. One day, the walking was done. The baby had been kicking, but now he was just lying like a swallowed stone. We arrived weeks late, and the census was to be the following day, but we had nowhere to go. We went from house to house, but all the houses were full of families. We had lost hope we would have to lie on our coats in the street, not in the garden, but with stones and sticks. Joseph found a man who would let us put up the donkey, a stableman. We brought her into this thatched clay room, and it was miraculous. It was perfect. The stableman saw my face and smiled and said we could sleep here if we wanted, in the stable. I looked at Joseph, but his eyes were already dancing when he saw my face. 
How can I describe the stable? It was no different than anywhere I had ever been. But the animals were creeping and mewling and their heat filled the walls. The walls were full of the warmth of life. It was majestic. It was humble. It was princely. It was a home. My boy knew. He awoke. Baruch Hashem. You gave birth there. A shepherd came in, saw me crying, and ran. <laughs> I thought we would be thrown out. I thought I would bring Jesus into the world lying in this street, but the stableman smiled and said nothing. He had spoken to Gabriel, I thought. He knew that I was most highly favored in God's eyes. He began to pile up straw, then he lay his cloak on the straw and told me to lie down. Joseph was so frightened. I had never seen that look in his eye. He said later that he wasn't. <laughs> but I know. I saw. And the animals were frightened too, for Joseph was pacing and his eyes were like jewels. The stableman touched each animal, saying, There, there. These are just weary travelers. And you and I have seen this many, many times. Then he turned to Joseph and smiled. I remember he said, Every living thing here was born in this room. Fear not. This will be a day of great joy. The pain was... Yes. <laughs> you have children? I have six. It got easier with each. Easier, but never easy. And I was only a child with the first. As was I. No more than 15. Uh. They will never know. Their burden is that they know they will never know. <laughs> <laughs> when he was still alive, not a day went by that Joseph didn't hold me in wonder. Watching that birth changed him. My memory of it is like a dream. I, I could leave it behind. His memory of it was like the width of his poem, like a unit of measure. He could close his eyes and see it without trying. Yes, yes, you are both miracle workers. I wonder if Jesus would say the same thing about my mother, who was a whore. Of course he would. Jesus loves whores. See, and you guys were worried about how to shape the message. We could just go with Jesus loves whores. He loves everyone. Fine. Just us. Please. Mary, tell me. I gave birth to Jesus. I was a fright. He was as well. I was able to give him my milk, but we looked as if we'd been ripped apart. The stableman cleaned me and the baby while Joseph... <laughs> you won't believe this, but he lined the manger with straw. 
I was so tired. I had walked from Nazareth and been torn in two, and I couldn't lift the baby. And the, the shepherd, who had run away before, came back with his wife and sisters. The sisters had babies themselves. They had swaddling clothes. And we wrapped Jesus and set him in the manger with the straw to sleep. You put the baby in the manger? I couldn't hold him anymore. He was so big and I was so tired. The sisters and the mother stayed, the stableman stayed for him. This was another birth, another foal, another lamb. <laughs> the shepherd ran away, of course. <laughs> but other shepherds' wives came. And carpenters' wives and farmers' wives, they bought their children and their babies. Why? Because they didn't want to leave their babies alone. No, and no. Why did they come? Why did they come at all? Because they knew the Son of God had come. They came to see the newborn king. No. Mary, you have to understand, Jesus will be a... No. I'm sorry, Magdalena, but no. When he was born, he was an angel's baby. That is all. Oh, my God. Quite. Like every baby. He was an angel's baby. But when the women came, the sisters and wives, they blessed him. They made him holy. It was then that I understood I am most highly favored, not in God's eyes. God's eyes look everywhere, not with favor on any one of us. I am most highly favored because of us. Because of our people. He has to be anointed. He has to be the promised one. Don't worry. He will be. He is. Not because an angel put him in me. He is glorified by the goodness of Joseph. He was made holy by the crucible of the journey. He was blessed by the stableman. And then he was sanctified by the shepherd mothers. I am most highly favored because of what Israel did for my little baby born in a barn and laid to sleep in borrowed swaddling clothes. We led him into this world so he could destroy it and make it new. Amalim, you can do this? Oh, yes. This I can do. Gideon Media presents Amalem by Sean Williams. Directed by Jordana Williams. Sound design by Bart Fassbender. Music by Adam Blau. Produced by Kara Ehlenfeldt. Featuring Danny Martinek, Nat Cassidy, Yolanda Kay, Charlie E. Parker, Sean Williams, and Kristen Vaughn. Special thanks to Augustus Alexander, Steve Alexander, Micah Busey, Julie Castle, Dan Coyce, Harper Coyce, Lyra Coyce, Kate Cosma, Will Lowry, Lori Parquet, Stacy Raymond, Alia Smith, Moira Stone, Barnaby Williams, and Marlena Williams.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.